You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with a very, very sad emergency episode of the podcast today. If you haven't heard or are living under a rock, the Rangers bought out Henrik Lundqvist Wednesday morning, ending his 15-year reign as the King of New York. Also, the Rangers traded Mark Stahl over the weekend to the Red Wings, so we'll start with that. Give me your thoughts, Kyriakos. Ah, so... (laughs) Yeah, um, we had to deal with a lot of this back in uh, 2014-15 when we got rid of everyone. Um, yeah, when they traded Haglin. Yeah, when they traded Haglin. Then a couple years later, they, the whole rebuild. So we had to deal with that. And there hasn't been much of it since because we've been kind of gaining our assets, getting a better team. But two of the core guys – on the team, uh, that 2014 finals, I think now, uh, Kreider's the only one left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it does hurt a little bit. Um, but I mean, we're, we, I've gotten accustomed to it, especially over the past couple of years as a Ranger fan. It hurts. I mean, Stahl, he was a good player for us. His first couple of years, a lot more than he was his last couple of years, but I don't know. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, towards the last couple of years, I, I didn't really care for him too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. But now seeing that he's gone, um, it, it does hurt a little bit. And I, I do feel bad about what happened. But, you know, we all just got to move on and keep going, I guess, right? All right. Yeah, seeing those those the highlights the Rangers put out of Stahl um, that, like, were reminiscing, it definitely made me feel like, Oh man, I remember when this when he when he played like that. I remember this. Like, oh, I'm gonna miss him now. Yeah, I guess that's I mean, what the point of the video is. That you you're you, you're gonna miss the you're gonna miss the guy. Like, yeah. I was so focused on like I told you I I was so focused on his last couple of years as a Ranger. Um, obviously, he's past his prime, so he's not as good. And. Um, I didn't know about the trade like right away. You sent me something on Instagram. So I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys what happened. So uh, I had to test for my fourth degree black belt over, over the weekend on Saturday. And by the time I got out, it was like seven, seven fifteen maybe. And Kiriako sent me a message on Instagram and it's like, bro. And then it was just the list of the trade. It's stall in a second for future considerations to Detroit. <laughs> And I was like, is this real? Because like, I, I had no idea what was going on with everything. Right. And I never thought the Rangers could trade stall and all of his cap hit. So I thought that was crazy. 
I mean, honestly, the the post kind of did look like it was it was like a fake trade too, just like the way it was like set up. I thought it was like a mock trade. I'm like, wait, did this actually go through? So I had to go and check on Bleacher Report on TeamStream, and um, it was like, yeah, yeah, they did they did uh, trade him. I got the notification, but on my phone, I don't get like, I don't know why I don't get pop ups on yeah. anything other than messages. It just shows up in the top. I gotta fix that. Cause they did it. It did it this morning with Lundqvist too, and last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, really understand um, Detroit's perspective with this thing. Um, I mean, I guess they do have uh, Jonathan Erickson and Trevor Daly not coming back next year, so that kind of like leaves a big open spot on the left side. But I think Stall is kind of um, would slot in to their team, especially <laughs> because they have nobody else. <laughs> But um, wait, they have uh, Danny DeKaiser, um, and they have another defenseman. Didn't they just draft a defenseman? I feel like they just drafted a defenseman. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, uh, I, I heard Steve Eiserman talk a little bit about it, and he was like, yeah, I mean, Stahl proved that he can play um, in the NHL for the past 15 years, and he thinks that he'll be a guy, good, good uh, role model and teacher for those younger kids that they have coming in. Which I think is which I think is completely correct. Um, I know we I talk about this a lot because I'm probably one of the biggest locker room guys ever. But <laughs> I think Stahl is a huge, huge locker room presence. Um, and you've seen that in New York too. Everyone um, is kind of uh, always talks about that side of Stahl, how how good of a person he is, and how good he can motivate the younger guys. Um, so I think he'll he'll work out nicely in Detroit. I don't know how well he's going to play. Um, he is going on a team with uh, 3.73 goals against last year. Um, I don't know how much he can help out that decor on the ice, but definitely off the ice will be a really good role model. I'm pretty, but... sure, I'm pretty sure he just turned into the, the Red Wings' best defenseman. <laughs> Which is fairly sad. Um, but – I don't know if I would pay five and a half million for a locker room guy. <laughs> One year. It is what it you is. Need the yeah. cap. Yeah. No, no. For us, I think it, it works out. Um, it, I didn't think we would be able to dump that contract. But Detroit has $25 million in cap space. They said, why not? You know what I mean? They got Plus, they got a second round pick. I would take that. I would take that as Detroit. Right. Only one year. And it's for the Rangers, it's not even a second this year. It's a second next year. Next year. year. Yep. Yeah. Detroit has six second round picks in the next two years, which is really good for their development. Wow. Breakdown, but yeah. So, all right, Iserman, get to work. (laughs) Actually, yeah. (laughs) But, um, you inherited the Rangers squad in Tampa Bay. Start start getting the work over there in Detroit. Yeah, come on. That's the only way you win cups. You got to just trade for uh, Ranger players. <laughs> right. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Stahl's injuries um, throughout the years. Obviously, the, the glaring one is the hit by Eric Stahl in 2011, where he, he suffered a concussion from that hit. And I think that was his fourth season with the Rangers. And before that point, before that hit, he had 203 minutes of power play time, right, in his first four years. The nine seasons following that hit, he only had 103 minutes. That's 
insane. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a weird stat to say like power play time, but you could just see how much that hit affected his offensive game and his game overall. Um, that he got a hundred less minutes in five more years, which is crazy. His point totals also started going down. Oh yeah, and for sure. That year he had that was the most points he he scored. Yep. He scored twenty in uh twenty fourteen fifteen. Yeah, twenty. Also, the other injury he had, which was pretty big, was the eye injury where he got hit with the puck. That was back in 2013. So I think that was the end. Or, well, that was like salt to the like wound. Good years. He had some good years with like AV. Um, I think yeah, but we went to the finals. He was, he, once, he, was still, he was still fine. Year once, after we went to the finals, when we won the President's Trophy, he was still good. I think he was a minus one in 2013-14. Yeah, I mean, he was always like kind of just like there, but like whatever. His ice time started going down. It was 21:08 in uh, when we won the President's Trophy in 2015, and then 15-16. That's when it started to go down. Right, right, because that's when we started like kind of get all our younger guys in there. Um, right, we were still good the next two years, but then seventeen, eighteen—that's when we, you know. I mean, yeah, he was still nowhere near where he was supposed to be. No, um, in no. the beginning of his in the beginning of his career, but yeah, after the eye injury, he had to wear that like tinted visor yeah. that like came down half his face because I don't like I think like the bright lights in the in the arena kind of messed with his eyes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, eight hundred ninety-two games for the Rangers. In 13 seasons, sixth all time. That's a pretty great stat to have. Um, I think if you count, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I've, I saw a stat somewhere. It said 899 games. Oh, wait. Wait, including? Wait, so I think including postseason, I think it's 999. Yes, I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I was like, you can't let the guy play one more game, give right. him like a golden yeah. stick, <laughs> and then trade him. <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna be funny though when he gets. I think they give him like a golden stick for their thousand games. Yeah, they they, they do. They he's do. gonna. It's gonna say like nine hundred ninety nine Rangers one Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> that's so funny. That's like total games. Like when he gets to a thousand in his career in the regular right. season, that's when they'll give him the stick. But like oh, that's still crazy. only in the regular season. I think. I think so. I think so. I, I I have no idea. He might not even get there. Honestly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's oh, he's thirty four. I think he's got like a couple years left. I could see him playing a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, the the tougher one of the two, at least for me, is Hank. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Oh man. I mean, I I feel like I was saying that I didn't think it was gonna happen, but I like. Like down in my heart, I knew they were gonna buy him out or trade him or something, because I didn't see them them taking him on next year, honestly. But I had to say that just because I love him. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the writing was on the wall, I guess, because you know Shesterkin is obviously the face future goalie uh, for the Rangers, and Georgiev has proved to be solid in, on his own right. But um, I just thought 
like I, I was able to make the argument that you have so many guys in the minors, uh, and then Benoit Lair is the goalie whisperer. Oh my um, yeah. That that they could uh manage to hold on to Lundqvist for just one more year. But I guess I guess not. And whatever Libor Hayek said, I guess that was true. The <laughs> that was his last game. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why David Quinn let uh, Lundqvist start those first two games. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. Just as like a goodbye. Yeah, I think that's what it was. His last game at the Garden, though, I think it was just um, it was like a five save um, loss because he 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 went in relief for Georgiev. Or Shostakin or someone, I think. Was he it against the Devils? Someone, I don't remember, but I know, I know he he came in as a backup, and we lost six four. Um, so yeah, that kind of sucks mm. that he ended mm-hmm. his last game there like that. But I don't know. What do you think this means for the team going forward? Obviously, like you have Shesty and Georgiev. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do. They're probably gonna split the games. Yeah, I think so. That's the way the NHL is working now. You have uh, two solid goalies. Oh, I mean, Tampa Bay had uh, Vasilevsky, but I just think a lot of teams are shifting to that like, like one A, one B kind of thing. Right. So, but I, I would, I would think Shesterkin would get the nod. Do you think Yorgiev wants like that? I guess, I guess if they're gonna do the split. It doesn't really matter, but do you think Georgiev would would want that backup position? I don't think he's that type of guy. That would want the backup position. I don't think he yeah. would want the backup position. But if you're playing like forty games, that's that's still a pretty good amount of games. No, you're right. If they do end up splitting, typical backups under Lundqvist would have like twenty five games, maybe. Right, right. Not even sometimes. Not even. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, obviously getting rid of that stall contract, um, opened up 5.7 million about, and this buyout just saves us, I think a little bit over like two and a half, maybe three. Right. Yeah. And, um, for the stall trade that opens up the left side a little bit more because the Rangers have Keandre Miller coming up and, you know, at a camp, keep an eye on him, make sure, you know. Like he might, he might put, he might, he might be able to make the team this year. I'm just going to say Keandre Miller might be able to. He definitely does have a chance. I think Lieber Hayek's going to give, be given another shot. Um, maybe at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but if Keandre plays well, I mean, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't make it. I also heard they might want to move D'Angelo to the left. Uh, I don't know how he would feel about playing on the left side. I'm I think, sure. I think Truba would be in a better spot because of his shot, and he's like a bruising defenseman. That's the thing. If the Rangers want to keep all their right-handed defensemen, they have to play one of D'Angelo or Truba on the right side, and that has to be a pair. Like, there's no other way about it. I don't think because you have Fox and Lindgren, you have Nils Lundqvist in the minors. There's Matthew Robertson. There is Keandre Miller. It, during the season, we saw, I think it was only a couple games, they moved D'Angelo to the left with Fox. And they played very well together, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe. I, I, wouldn't, I, actually, I wouldn't have a problem uh, with either of them. I would, I'm sure the Rangers would try it out in, in uh, camp. 
you know, uh, put D'Angelo on the left, put Truba on the left, and see who which one does better. Try pairing them. Try putting D'Angelo with uh, with Fox. You know, David Quinn, he always mixes up his line combinations, so I'm sure he'd try something like that out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how it is at that level, but, I mean, I, growing up, I played defense, and I was always, I always wanted to be on the, I'm a righty. I always wanted to be on the left side so I could get my shot towards the middle of the ice. Take the one um, Yeah. Uh, but I had, I did have a little trouble in the defensive zone clearing pucks because it was like if I'm, if I'm against the boards, if my back's towards my net and I'm trying to get rid of the puck, I would need to be on my backhand. So I always had like a flatter curve stick so that I could kind of lift the puck up on the glass. Right. Uh, but I mean, you obviously don't get as much power off it, but I don't know. I, I think I never had a problem playing on the right side either. I like playing on the right side too. Um, another tough thing, um, is getting the, so when you're in the offensive zone and you're on the left side, let's say the opposing team's clearing the puck and it's like a hard rim against the boards, you either need to get your back to the wall or you got to catch that puck with your backhand. Against, right. the, against the boards, it's kind of tough. That's the only thing that I don't like about the offside, like the, the righty playing on the left and the lefty playing on the right. Yeah. Because, like, on the power play, I hate when, like, the puck goes around the boards. If someone, someone else on your team sends it around the boards and you can't handle the puck because you're on your backhand and it just hops over your stick or goes underneath it, like, that pisses me off. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of teams only put those guys on their offside on the power play. So they'll play like D'Angelo on the left on the power play just because his shot is there, but they won't play him uh, five on five because of the defensive side of it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that's, yeah, that's true. But I, I think if the Rangers want to keep all their all their defensemen, like plus Truba on the same squad, I think D'Angelo and Truba should be a pair. And one, yeah, obviously one of them would have to play the left side. And I, I, I think True might be able to handle that. But let's kind of shift back to Lundqvist. What, yeah. What do you see happening after this season for him? Um, he's, he's, I don't think he, he definitely didn't retire. No, he, he, I, he's definitely not gonna gonna retire. And I don't think he's going back to Sweden. We we heard rumors saying that those like it wasn't true. It's not happening. Right. Um, like he's not going back to Forlunda. I think he'll sign a one-year contract with with a contender. Um, he's not going for a backup role for sure. So teams like Tampa Bay or Boston are out of it. But what Colorado. do you? Where I I kind of have a hard time with that because this this summer there's a well not this summer anymore, <laughs> but I feel like this off season we have there's so many goalies on the market and I don't know really where Lundqvist fits in with them. Like, yeah, you have, you have guys because right. Holby's a free agent, isn't he? Holby, Matt Murray, Corey Crawford. Like, you have you have some some bigger some big name, not bigger than Lundqvist probably, but guys that won cups. You know what I mean? And younger guys than Lundqvist. So I don't know. And did um Leonard signed in in Vegas, didn't he? I don't know Maybe. if he signed, but when he went to Chicago last off season, it was a one year deal. I don't know yeah. if he if he got an extension. I'm not sure, but 
I think the teams that would make the most sense for Lundquist are Colorado, Calgary, and Edmonton. Those are the ones off the top of my head. Because Edmonton, if they put a guy like him there with like McDavid, he finally gets the offense that he needs. And yeah, they have no defensemen, bro. Lundquist got to stand on his head over there. And like he hasn't been doing that for us. Yeah, but I don't think he's capable at, of doing at that. At this anymore. point in his career, no, yeah. If they sign Lundquist, they'd have to get they'd have to get like Petrangelo as well. There's no way they could fit that in. How much would Lundquist ask for? Well, Lundquist wouldn't be getting a lot, but the thing is they have two guys making like over ten mil on their team. That's true, yeah. Cal Calgary though would be good. I don't know. Who are their two goalies? Riddick Riddick. And who else? Is it Cam Talbot? I think it was Cam Talbot. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I think he could slot in nicely there. They're a little more defensive-minded, Calgary. Yeah, it is Cam Talbot. But like oh. I said, I feel like – I said this before. I just think Calgary is one of the most mediocre teams ever. Like, they're always just like there. Not really, though. Like, I don't see them winning anything. I'm sorry. They, they had that – I think two years ago they won the president's trophy and everyone was like very high on them. And then they like had like a first round exit, I think. Right. They and lost then they, to the abs. Yeah. And then this year they didn't play well either. They lost to the stars. Um, I don't know. I don't really like that team going forward. So I don't know how good of a fit it'll be for Lundqvist. I, I need, I need him to go to a team that's going to win the cup. <laughs> Colorado then. I need him to go. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with Colorado. I like that. I like that. I mean, it hurts me to say Lundqvist's name with any other team's <laughs> name after that, but um, I kind of mess with Colorado a little bit. We we we. You, I think you said one time Colorado, and I switched it to Carolina by accident, and then you were like, "Oh wait, actually Carolina might fit." And then um, I think he could fit in there too. But in I would Carolina, hate, I would, yeah, actually, actually, because I would hate Rosic's to see him nothing there. special. Honestly, no, he sucks. He actually sucks. I him and uh, Reimer. Yeah. Oh my God, Reimer is probably the worst. Don't let the don't let whatever happened in the in the playoff series fool you. The Rangers do that to every single goalie. Yeah. Every for sure. every goalie, they make them look good. Yep. You and it doesn't matter like... who's the coach. The, you like, know, the only goalie we didn't do that to was uh, the Hamburglar. Yes. In you, Ottawa, you said that too. He yeah. he was like I think he, he had like a twelve game win streak like off the cuff he came into NHL he had like a twelve game win streak and then we just like demolished him like we right. scored like four goals on him in the first period and he got pulled. <laughs> but other than that, yes, we made goalies look like Vesna Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. I think I think the best shot Lundqvist has at uh, winning a cup like in a starting role would be. Uh, would be Colorado. That would make the most sense for him. Cause what other team what other team is there for him? Like Arizona is has goalie. And I don't think they're good enough to win. Uh Tampa Bay's got a goalie. Boston's got a goalie. Dallas has goalies. Like Kadobin just took them to the finals essentially after Bishop yeah. got hurt. Yeah. The Maple Leafs have uh Anderson. Mm, what about Maple Leafs? Yeah, do you think they're gonna be able to fit him in there? 
If oh, Edmonton wait, can't wait. fit Lundqvist, then oh, Toronto yeah, right. certainly oh, yeah. cannot fit Lundqvist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nah. And nah. there's people saying that Petrangelo is going to go to Toronto. I was saying that's no. just because if you hear that rumor, that's just because Toronto is a big market and they're in on everybody. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. That's just it. like the Rangers. Like I was, with the I was Eichel always... thing, just it's not going to happen. As much as I want it to happen, it's not going to happen. Just in one year, out the other. Take it with a grain of salt. I was just saying that Edmonton can't afford him only for the fact if they do get Petrangelo, like you said. If they if they don't, oh, he could work there, but he's not going to win anything there. They're, yeah. they're a serious team, dude. I just don't see him as a serious team. They, they, they dude, they have Zach Cassian playing on the first line. I know that's it's... not that's not a team that I I want to root for. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> None of the California teams stand out to me. No. Um, who else? Uh, Minnesota, no. Mm. The Blues, no. Predators, mm. they have Predators Rene. Kind of, they have yeah. Rene. He's pretty much in the same boat. Not the Flyers, Islanders, or Devils. <laughs> Not the Blue Jackets. Dude, watch him go to the Islanders. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be so disgusted. There's no way he'll go to the Islanders. No way. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they get Lundqvist we gotta like steal Barzell from them overnight <laughs> like literally take him hostage and bring him a, bring him nah there's no way Lundqvist would do that to us yeah no. you know what I'm surprised I'm surprised Lundqvist Instagram post was not as sappy as I thought it was gonna be his Instagram. Was, I didn't see his Instagram post. I saw his Twitter. Post. It was oh yeah, it was the same thing. It was like kind of like not as sad as I thought it was gonna be. No, he was very happy. He was just like, oh, thank you for everything. I'm so yeah, which is my so time. weird because when they traded Zuccarello, he was literally crying and couldn't even answer questions. So I guess he kind of knew it was coming, and kind of kind of dealt with it before it happened. He so. didn't want to be down. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good attitude to have. Like, uh, there's no reason to be sappy and, and cry about it. Like, just things happen, you move forward. Um, and he's obviously has a crazy mental strength. So, yeah, no, I think he'll, I think he'll be fine next year. We'll see, we'll see what he does. Um, but I wish him all the best, obviously. Right. Why don't we go through, like, our favorite, like, memories with him? Like, what's, what, what memory – what – save stands out of his well, we were talking about this yesterday but um that save against columbus where he goes behind the the net to 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 play the puck which he sucks at sorry Longwood. <laughs> that's the one thing you are not good at is playing the puck he has gotten better i gotta say he has gotten better over the years but definitely not one of his strengths so he goes behind the net to play the puck and I think he plays it up the sideboards and Johansson picks it up um, on Columbus and he has a wide open net. Like Lundqvist is literally still behind the net. Johansson goes to shoot it and he just like dives and sticks his stick right at the last second and the blocks a puck. I was actually at that game, but I went to get like a hot dog or something and I was watching it on the tv in the arena and i was like no freaking way this just happened and you just hear the whole garden just like go insane <laughs> so 
So I, I, I have to say that's probably one of my favorite. I mean, there's definitely so many more that I could think of, but that one came to mind. You, you know, like when I made the highlight video, I made it, I made it all last night and I didn't, you know, it came, it came I didn't think I was going to be able to do it in one night. Um, there was just so many saves that, that I found. And it's just like, Oh, I got to put this one in. I got to put this one in and that one and this yep. one and this one. And like, yep. it's just, he was, he was like on a different planet. I don't know. It, those playoff series, I've, one of my fondest memories was the end of the second round in 2014 game seven, like the last five minutes, like Pittsburgh's barrage against oh us. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he literally stood on his head and just when I, I, I watched, I watched that game with my, my mom, my dad and my brother. And um, we were, we were flipping out. We were so nervous because it was a two, it was two to one. Right. And, we're on we're so close to coming back right and they have the puck and they keep throwing it at the net they keep it in all these chances bodies flying everywhere sticks going all over the ice and he like we're just like get it out get it out and he finally catches it with his shoulder with uh his blocker underneath like i still don't know how he stopped that one but the one the one that's really special for me was the waffle board on vanek in uh, okay. the conference finals that yeah. year. That was the night of my confirmation. And like, I told my mom and my dad, I was like, I'm not missing this game. I'm not missing this game. <laughs> so we went to some restaurant, they had a TV there, I put it up on the TV and, you know, I was just like stunned. Like he was able to smack that thing out of the air and keep yeah. it out of the net. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's that, that series with uh, Pittsburgh was insane. I remember that whole playoff run. I was like, we're winning this. We're winning this. I'm telling you right now, we're winning this. Like, I saw them playing. And the fact that um, even even when we were down 3-1 from Pittsburgh, I was like, I don't know what what I had in me. I was just so confident with them. I was like, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. The second I found out we were playing L.A. in the finals, I was like, no, nah, we lost. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even see one game. I did not watch one game, and I was like, we lost. I was like, we're not going to win. I was pulling so hard for Chicago to win that series. They were down in that yeah, series, and they came back, pushed it to overtime. Yep. And you know what happened? Martinez, Alec Martinez. Oh, my God, I hate, a puck I hate him. From the far blue line, somehow ricochets off the net or off someone's body or stick. And it goes in the net. It was the most garbage goal you'll ever see in an I overtime think, game in the playoffs. I think the one hockey player that I hate the most in this whole entire world is Alec Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we all know why. <laughs> the Stanley Cup, Martinez. Yeah, all right, dude. Like, that's the only thing you've ever done in your whole career. All right, bro. Calm down. But I was I remember watching that series. So I had I, – I had, um, my dad had tickets to all those games because I was season ticket holder. So my dad had, had the tickets to the finals and he goes to me like, do you want to go with me? Um, and I was like, don't want to go with you. Like, no, the Rangers are going to get freaking sweat, bro. I'm not coming to the game with you. I know they're going to lose. And he's like, are you stupid? He's like, this is probably the one time in your lifetime you're going to see your team in the Stanley Cup finals in New York. Like, you're so dumb. 
And I was like, no, dad, I'm not going. I'm telling you, they're going to lose and I don't want to go. And I ended up not going <laughs> and they did lose. Oh my but, God. but hopefully we'll see another final and I'll be there with yeah. them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, the last thing I want to say about that final was the Rangers got screwed in game two. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to say that. Dwight King ran Lundquist, and the ref did not call it. Yeah. And it was so obvious. I mean, we could sit here and talk about not calls the whole thing. I know. I know. I still say, I still say that when, when the Devils beat us in the conference finals and they went to play the, the, the Kings, I, t- I said that year we would have won. We would have beat the Kings that year. You think we so? We would have beat 100% we would have beat them. Hundred percent. They the were Devils? a Cinderella team that year. They knocked off Vancouver in five. Yeah, they were. They won the President's Trophy. Were they? Um. Yeah. Wait. They were the team in the first round. They were down to the Sharks three-one, and they came back. I think when they beat us in the finals, that was the year they came back from three-zero. I think in the oh, first round. Oh, that was the year. Okay. Yeah, and they pulled the reverse sweep. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it was that year. I think they played the Sharks, but. Yeah, I'm telling you, if we won that year, we beat the Devils, we would have, we would have taken it. So many great memories with, with Lundqvist. You have, you have some stats here, 129 straight postseason starts. Now, we all know how much he carried, carried our organization. We'll always be thankful for him. But that about wraps it up for us here on Ice Cold Takes with the Boys in Blue. This has been your special emergency episode. Any last words, Kyriakos? Uh, you're going to make me cry, so no. All right. We should probably stop it before we actually do cry. So, <laughs> till next time. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>